right, guys, welcome to the very first episode of The Intentional Creatives. We cannot believe we are here, but we are so excited that you are. Um, this is going to just be a space where Kristen and myself um, really just deep dive into how we are where we are today and um, what that looks like played out. So um, we are going to introduce ourselves and jump right in. I'm really excited. I'm really nervous, uh, which is weird because I've had podcasts before. Like I've I've done this and knowing that we were going to record today for the first time for whatever reason has had me a little anxious for the past couple of days. But I, I think that's because this is so important to me in my mind. And I promise I'm going to introduce myself in just a minute. Um, but in my mind, you and I have what to me are are important conversations. They've been meaningful to me. They've helped me uh, on my path, on my journey. And the whole purpose behind this for me is to just hopefully share with our listeners some of the things that we're processing, some of the things that we're figuring out as we figure them out. Um, not perfectly packaged, not, you know, not fully on the other side. We're always works in progress. And, and I want our listeners to come alongside us in that process and for us to come alongside them as, as they work on themselves and figure things out. So who in the world am I? Um, my name is Kristen, Kristen Kennard. I am one half of the Intentional Creatives podcast duo. I love me some alliteration. So when I was making notes for this particular introduction, I have listed fashion, fitness, food, and fairness, which basically is my personal tagline now. <laughs> Uh, those, I think, delineate my interests for the purposes, at least of this podcast. I am uh, an entrepreneur, which always seems weird to say. I don't know why. Maybe that's a whole other episode, like why I have issues saying the word entrepreneur. Uh, but I am an entrepreneur and most of my businesses engage in the support of fair practices, fair trade, treating people fairly, treating the earth fairly. We're going to talk a lot about that. That's part of the intentional piece is how do we live intentional lives? And I try to go about my businesses intentionally and with fairness. My own personal interests, um, some are related to my businesses, some are not. I really just enjoy living. I really do. I, I love beautiful things, especially clothes. I love delicious food. And one of the things that helps me enjoy all of those things is to be well, to be fit, to be, uh, to be healthy. So those are kinds of the things that I want to talk about as we explore this podcast um, and the episodes that are ahead of us. And that, I guess, tells you a little bit about me. But I know you, we have a lot of things in common, but uh, Danielle, fill us in. What do you want our listeners to know about you? Yes. So I am Danielle. I'm the other half of the duo, uh, Danielle Manzella, for those of you that are interested in that. Um, I I agree. I think you and I have so much overlap, but that's what makes this exciting. Um, you could also add four to your alliteration um, because that's going to come into play. Um, and if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about our Enneagram numbers, but we'll get to that another time. Um so yeah, I, like you, am very new and baby stepping into the health and wellness space. Um, and I know that means so many different things for so many different people. Um, but for me personally, that just looks like 
me taking control of my body, my wellness, my health, my everyday, how do I feel? Um, and what am I doing that is in alignment or not in alignment with my goals? Um, and that is an everyday journey. I am a real estate agent. That's how I make my money. Um, but I have a couple of other ventures that I'm really passionate about. We actually got connected because of our passion for social impact businesses and entrepreneurship. Um, and that's something that I will never stop pursuing. I love it. I think it's a beautiful thing that we can truly make a difference in the world with our businesses. And if that is a completely new concept to you, please let us know because we would love to um, deep dive that more if that's something that y'all are interested in. Um, and I think the last thing about me is really, truly that I'm just a forever student. Um, somebody told me once, have a finger in everything and a hand in nothing. And it resonated with my soul. I um, am just I'm all over the place with my passion, with my learning interests, with um, my travel destinations. So I just am kind of a forever student. I kind of latch on when I'm interested in something and it has given me a huge diverse background and connection or networking group and really just has opened so many doors for me that I can't imagine stopping now. Um, so yeah, let's talk about kind of our journey and how we got connected. All right. Uh, this is this introductory episode is going to be harder than I, I thought it was going to be because so much of what you just said, I want to dig into right now. <laughs> remember that this is episodic and that we need to take notes for us and then send them to us so we can come back and exactly. I'm gonna, dive again. I'm going to have to like take notes as I, um, as I put the finishing touches on this because I surprised you're not already. I know. I know. I, I'm trying to be fully present and it's difficult because I really want to be the note taker. Um, so we, as you mentioned a moment ago, uh, we kind of crossed paths first through our businesses. Now, I don't know how you found one of my businesses, Threads by Nomad, on Instagram, but I think I think that's how you found us first, right? So I actually, and this again, could probably be a whole other episode, but I have a mentor who is near and dear to me. Every time I'm back in my hometown, I stop in his office. I swear God moves in that space. Um, every time I go in there, I leave with something, whether it be a connection, a new book, um, a new business that I need to reach out to. And I was sitting outside his office one day and your mom walked by and her stole and her whole yeah. get up was Mission Synthesis this week. That's how I met your mom. I had no idea that you yeah. actually met my mom. I just thought you stumbled on a, a fun threads by Nomad on Instagram. Oh. That's so yeah. funny. So I met your mom um, that day and we kind of got connected because my mentor knew that this was something that I was passionate about and that I needed a starting place. And I mean, we sat down and I basically just sat in on their meeting. Um, I don't even remember what they were really talking about, but just something about social impact business and what you guys were doing and your work with refugees and all of these beautiful things that I was like, I have to know these people and know more about what they're doing. So that's how I met your mom. Okay. Well, I have to tell you the first time I, about the first time I met you and we're going to tell you guys more about our businesses and exactly how to connect with them in just a minute. But uh, I guess 
not too long after that, my mom was living in Houston. Uh, I visited her and we planned a big shopping event. She had gotten connected to other small businesses locally that were primarily um, female driven, female owned. And we decided to host a big event kind of to solidify our, um, our Houston network. And just know that while that was a great event, I personally wasn't in a great place. Like just personally, I, I it wasn't a great time in my life. I don't look look back on those years fondly. Um, and I was I was holding it together that day. Let me tell you, um, but barely. And then in walks this total glamazon, like just stunning, perfect makeup, gorgeous hair, like outfit on point. And my first thought was, ugh, like, <laughs> honestly, like I feel like crap. And she has the audacity, this stranger has the audacity to show up looking so freaking amazing. But of course you were incredibly kind and generous and um, and just nice and encouraging and supportive that day. And I left thinking, she's good people, like just good people. So that was my first interaction with you. I, don't think I, was, I was wondering if you remember that. I mean, first, tell you, I'm like moved mountains to get to that event. That's right. Because like, you live in Houston, right? No, I lived two and a half hours north of Houston at the time. Um, literally came down for a night, got a hotel room. And then had to book it back because my best friend's uh, engagement party was the next morning and I was hosting it. No, I no idea. Oh, oh yeah. But I was like, I'm not going to miss this opportunity to connect with these people. Like, I'm just not because I think that goes back to part of being intentional. Like when you yeah. know in your soul that you've like people have been put in your path for a reason, you kind of stop at nothing to make sure that that's that, that, that relationship, that that opportunity is nurtured. And I just, I mean, I found out about Thistle Farms through that event and they're someone to this day that I still follow on Instagram. I follow their stories. And, um, if you don't know about who they are, they're just another amazing brand that is doing good work and they have great product. And, um, but yeah, so that it's funny how we have different experiences of the event because I was like shaking in my boots. Uh, if I didn't tell you I'm from Texas, sorry guys. <laughs> um, because I was like, I'm just, I'm just walking into this place as if I have any business being here. Um, and so it was, it was a funny, it was a great experience. I'm glad I went. So, so fascinating. Such different experiences, oh, yeah. um, interpretations of that night. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, the way I remember it is just that we kind of stayed sort of loosely connected through social media. <laughs> You know, I saw you kind of develop your brand. We tried to connect on wholesale items, but wholesale is really not our our jam. And so, um, but we just kind of stayed loosely connected yeah. really until this past summer, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I, think, I think that's pretty accurate. I, I honestly, and too, had stayed in contact with your mom at the time she was still living in Houston. And um, y'all even were dabbling in the idea of trying to find a storefront. I was in the process of trying to find a storefront and trying to see if there was anything we could do for those, you know, to, to link arms and, and lower the burden on, on that front. But ultimately y'all went in a different direction and so did I, but um, yeah, I think from that event, we just sort of loosely stayed connected and 
I don't even know what reconnected us this year. I don't know if it was 75 hard or if it was just, I don't know. I don't remember even. Oh gosh, we're going to talk a lot, a lot about 75 hard. Um, if you, that's going to have to be, a, that is going to have to be at least one episode, if not like multiple quarterly. Mm-hmm. So if anyone knows me and has been following my 75 hard journey, Danielle is the one who got me into it. She did it first, um, was posting about it. And I was just, I think I was just receptive. Like at that moment, it was the right time. Um, for me, I was looking for something. And, and so I think that is kind of what helped us connect, not just professionally, but personally. Um, also, I just have felt for a long time that we had a lot in common, but then that that really um, put you personally much more on my radar. And then we had, uh, I had a work event in Dallas uh, this summer. You live in Fort Worth. And I have to brag on you again. Uh, we were going to meet up. It, I think it really was just to talk about 75 hard stuff. Like it was just a let's have coffee and um, commiserate. And the event that I had, it was for Threads actually. It just kind of snowballed. And my mom had a lot of other responsibilities related to the event. And I showed up at like a day after my mom and it was just a mess. Everything was a mess. Nothing was ready. My mom was freaking out. She probably won't appreciate me sharing with you, but she was. Um, we all freak out. We all, <laughs> we freak all do. Out. Yes. Um, and I, I texted you or messaged you and basically just said, I just can't. Like, I not, have not happening. Not happening. I've got to pull things together, or help pull things together here. And you basically said, I'm on the way. Like, I'm there. I'm showing up. You don't have a choice. I'm not asking. I'm telling. And you, you did, you showed up and you worked and we couldn't have done it without you. And you helped us pull that event off. And from that moment on, I mean, now you weren't just like this beautiful person who looked impeccable. The first time I met you, you were also uh, someone who would drop absolutely everything to help someone who wasn't quite a stranger, but certainly not yet a close friend. And that I think that just speaks volumes about who you are. And and from then on, I will do anything for you, my friend, anything. <laughs> so Mark, let's keep doing podcasts and you can keep complimenting me. I, I'm having so much fun. <laughs> Um, oh, I appreciate plenty, that, there will be plenty of opportunity for us to talk about how we fail, the many ways we oh, fail. Yeah. So okay. we'll just start with the good. Yeah, um, okay. yeah. And then I, it was another work event that brought me to your area. What, like two months later. Um, but by then this idea had already started to form a little bit. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think when you came this summer for the second time, our late summer, whenever it was. Um, now, every time I use this word, I'm going to feel really kitschy and funny and silly. I feel like it was a much more intentional trip. Um, you came in for an event, but extended your stay so that you and I could spend time together. You were able to come stay with me, um, meet my Baxter boy. Uh, that's my dog. Um, he, I'm sure, will be making an appearance at some point. So. I'm surprised mine haven't yet. They're actually both sleeping right below me. Oh, I love them. Um, But yeah, so you came in, stayed with me, and we were able to just kind of romp around Fort Worth, um, have some good coffee, have some good conversations, take some awesome photos. Um, But yeah, really kind of just deep dive more into like, hey, again, I believe we were put in each other's lives for a reason, and we have encouraged one another 
throughout the last year. There they are. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We've encouraged each other throughout the last year and we've made differences in one another's lives. And I know other people's lives as well. And I don't say that from a place of, you know, pride or a place of, oh, we're so amazing. It's just quite literally that when you are living a life that is on purpose and you're more intentional and you're showing up in a way that doesn't quite look the same as everybody else, people want more of what you have. Um, And I say that in the most humble of (laughs) tones because I know I have sent you countless messages that say, hey, I'm quitting. I'm done. I'm throwing the towel. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be this version of myself. It's too hard. Uh, And you know, there's just this really cool piece of like what happened that weekend was we were able to really support one another. You were on 75 hard and I wasn't. Um, And we were able to kind of link arms and move forward in life and just be with one another. And, And that's something that's really special. And I think that in this day and age is not super common. Um, We don't get a lot of FaceTime with people, especially when they live halfway across the country. Um, And so that trip really, I think, solidified what we're doing here today um, with the Intentional Creatives podcast and what we want to just, we don't want to just share with you either. Like we want to link arms. We want to do life with you. We want to challenge you. We want to encourage you. And that weekend, I really think solidified um, where we are now. Yeah, I love um, what you said, living life on purpose. I, I think that it sits at the heart of, I would say, living a creative life on purpose, right? That's, that is at the core of what I want all of this to be about. Um, I feel like we need to fill our listeners in a little bit more on exactly what we do because we've sort of circled around it a number of times, but why don't you start? Why don't you kind of just map out for us? you know, what you do, you mentioned real estate, we've mentioned your social impact business, Uh, fill us in on the day-to-day of your professional life. Okay. And again, this is not only going to have to probably be, it is going to be uh, its own episode Um, because I do a lot of things, as I mentioned earlier, a finger in everything. Um, So my main job is real estate. I am a real estate agent. I have been licensed in the state of Texas for almost six years. It'll be six years in February. Um, I had no idea what I wanted to do coming out of undergrad. I... (laughs) This theme is going to just really haunt me now that it's being recorded and documented. Um, my undergrad degree was psychology in, in psychology with a minor in international business and biology. Um, <laughs> yeah, things come full circle, though. So mm-hmm. I graduated, had no idea what I wanted to do. My mom is in the mortgage business. She's been a lender for almost 20 years now. And she basically was like, hey, if you get your license, I'll pay for it. And I was like, all right, well. Great. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, Got licensed, closed my first deal within the first 30 days and sort of just was like, great, I'm a real estate agent now. Um, I've been, like I said, doing that for six years almost. And it has been a bigger blessing, a bigger, just it's been the the biggest surprise of my life. Um, I've always said real estate would sort of be a means to an end. It would be what got me to have the life I want. I'm not passionate about selling houses. I'll just do it. Um, And that kind of changed over the course of six years. Um, I don't know that I'm necessarily passionate about selling houses, um, but over the last six years, I've realized that I'm really passionate about um, connecting people to opportunity. And 
that's what real estate is. If you bought or sold a home, or even if you just moved, you know that it is one of the most stressful, um, overwhelming things that you can do. And I get to facilitate that and I get to be part of it. And it's not always like you see on Selling Sunset. It's not just um, Botox and burgers parties. It is uh, <laughs> a lot more than that. And yeah, so it's it's fun and I love it. And that's what I do full time. Um, and then we've alluded to kind of my social impact business. And I'm going to, we're going to have to edit this because I need to cough. Sorry. You're good. <laughs> Um, I'm fighting something off, which we can talk about later. All right. Anyway, so my social impact business, it's called the King's Collective. Um, I'm currently rebranding it and it's just going to go to TKC Boutique. But the King's Collective is a women's boutique for now that focuses on ethical and sustainable fashion. Um, if that means nothing to you, what that basically just means is that nothing is made in a sweatshop. Um, everything is created by people who are being paid a fair wage. Um, they are working in safe working conditions. They, um, a lot of the brands that I partner with go far beyond that. We have a lot that offer like women's health education, um, health insurance, maternity leave, um, education continuation. So the heart is really empowering the people that make our products. And um, I think a lot of people have started to hear this sustainable fashion or um, ethical fashion or um, sustainably sourced. And there's just so much more to it than that. So every single brand that I work with um, has been vetted. Every single brand um, has shown me probably more documentation than I needed that they are not just... Um, doing all of that kind of behind a curtain. It's not this Wizard of Oz effect where on the outside it looks really pretty, but behind the scenes, it's just not what we expect. Um, and I'm sure at some point we'll deep dive that because that's part of how you and I really got connected. And um, I do a couple of other things on the side. I mentioned that I'm really dabbling in the health and wellness space. Um, I've started recently working with a um, wellness center here in Fort Worth, just very, very part-time, a few days a month. Um, but part of why I sound this way is because I did like a day of detox last week and I did a 40 minute sauna session in the infrared sauna and then a foot soak, a detoxing foot soak, and then a detox IV. And then the next day I went and got a, um, lymphatic drainage massage. So, um, would recommend all of those things by the way, but, <laughs> um, and then I have another sales thing that I do just sort of on the side. So, um, I'm all over the place. I'm busy, but I, I love it. I wouldn't have my life any other way. So, um, okay. You tell us now, what do you do and tell us? Okay. A little bit about oh, well, we're, we're, like you said, we ha we're going to have another episode on this because I think you and I both get the question, like, what do you do exactly all the time? And, and I also want to counter the narrative that it's a bad thing to have your, to dabble in many things. I don't think everyone's made for it, for sure. Uh, but I am of the opinion that I have one life. And there are many, many things, um, at least one life that I know of. But there are many, <laughs> many things that I want to experience and I want to engage with and I want to create in this life. And Maybe in the interest of passion, I lose a little focus. Maybe in the interest of, you know, absolute mastery uh, or in the interest of 
um, knowing a lot of different worlds and um, getting to create a lot of different things. I lose a little bit in terms of mastery, but that's all worth it for me. Um, it's funny you said the the job that pays the bills. Like I have one of those too. Uh, I'm a communications consultant and I work primarily with faith communities and nonprofits. It's I know the digital space really well. Um, maybe just as, you know, by virtue of being a millennial, I don't know. Um, but I know it well. And I basically spend most of my time teaching nonprofits and faith-based organizations how to communicate well and effectively in the digital space. Um, so that's the communications consulting piece. And then, oh gosh, it's been, it was 2016, 2015, 2016, um, which is a longer time than I care to admit. Um, my mom and I founded Threads by Nomad. And Threads by Nomad is our social impact business. It is an e-commerce lifestyle brand that the tagline is, you know, we're kind to people on the planet. We are fair. We make sure that the things that we are creating and selling do much, much, much more good than harm, if any harm at all. And we try to limit that as much as possible. Um, I, I'm with you when you when you said that, like the whole sustainable thing is nobody really knows what that means anymore. Everybody uses it and uses it differently. So I've kind of moved, tried to move away. I like the word ethical better. I like the word fair. Um, I've tried to move away from the word sustainable, but our products are kind to people in the planet. Um, they also primarily offer opportunities to thrive for people who are displaced or in danger of displacement. That could include refugees, um, immigrants under certain circumstances, asylum seekers, even uh, survivors of human trafficking are often displaced or in danger of displacement. And so we invest in those people to create the things um, that we then sell. So we not only support them in their skill development and professional growth, but then we offer them a market in which to sell their um, the things that they create. We found ourselves, because of the kinds of people that we work with, um, a few years into the project, doing a lot of non-business type things. We were helping connect our artisans with tutors in English. And we were uh, we were doing a lot of the social part of the social impact business. <laughs> um, so we, uh, we developed or we launched the off-ramp, which is now the parent nonprofit to Threads by Nomad. And so through the off-ramp, we actually do a lot of the, the social work um, with refugees, immigrants, asylum seekers, et cetera. So that's the short version. Um, we'll definitely include the links to all of our businesses in um, the show notes and encourage you guys to connect us with on social media if any of these interest you. And like Danielle mentioned, we'll do a deep dive into the social impact business phenomenon and um, later on. But that's kind of what we do. I feel like I'm forgetting something on my end. Um, but now we do the podcast. Um, and, and that is an important piece. And for me, a creative outlet that has been missing, um, an area of my life I wanted to explore with greater intention. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And yeah. Um, I guess I want to kind of unpack that um, because why the intentional creatives, right? Like why did we've, we've sort of talked about it a little bit, but um, I had the idea for this podcast a while ago, uh, a few years ago, actually. And 
knew that I wanted to do it with someone and really the right person hadn't come along until you and I really connected more personally. But living a life of intention seemed to be the thread that made my apparently chaotic life personal and professional. It was the thread that brought it all together, that that made it all make sense. Everything I do, I try to do with intention and because I want to live a life with purpose and on purpose. Um, I am, I'm not one that seeks out, I don't like the word fame. That's, that's not what I, what I mean. Validation or. Yeah, exactly. External validation. It's not, it's not about, oh, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at all these cool things I'm doing. Let me show up so that you reach out to me and make me feel better about myself. Exactly. That's not, I don't feel like where this came from. No, no. It really came from a desire to grow and optimize my life. And I use those words deliberately, intentionally. (laughs) (laughs) It really old. When you're uh, you're drinking Um, again, we're going to turn this into a drinking game. Totally. Yes. (laughs) Um, I, I, I want to always grow and optimize my life, um, both for personal reasons, but also because I really believe that everything we do, and this gets a little woo-woo, so apologies in advance, but everything we do has an impact on everything else and everyone else. I really believe that we are connected in that way and that it is our responsibility as, as humans, as part of this living thing that is our planet, our universe, that it is our responsibility to know that and to live responsibly and accordingly. And so that for me is the intentional piece. And originally creativity was kind of folded into that, but you're the one that sort of isolated that as an important thing to to highlight. Why why was that? Yeah. And I want to just touch one more thing on the intentionality. Um, I want to recognize and honor how different and unique each individual human being on this planet is. Um, And I've had a lot of really deep personal relationships where we have these conversations and the response is, you know what, Danielle, I don't really feel like I have a calling. I don't feel like I have a purpose. My job is just to live my life and to do those things. And I don't ever want this to feel like we're um, talking down to anyone or like, you're not doing enough or any of that. Um, because yeah. if you truly feel like I'm not this overly passionate person, I'm not this truly like on purpose driven, that's okay. Um, that is your journey. And and you get to find the intentionality and the creativity in that. And I bet if you took a good hard look at your life and where you are and where you want to be, um, it looks different for you. Um, and that is like my favorite thing. It doesn't have to look a certain way. And I think that sort of ties into the creativity piece. Um, you're going to hear us talk probably about Enneagrams and I'm a little into astrology and all of these different things. And so with that, we were on that trip when you came and stayed with me, we were sitting there talking and, um, I'm a Pisces and an Enneagram four, which if you know nothing about either of those things, the big thing with those two um, types within their realm is they're 
head in the clouds, very emotional, very creative, artistic, expressive. And I was like, yeah, I can't draw a stick person. Like I don't have a physical <laughs> bone in my body. I mean, seriously, I cheered in college and I was not allowed to touch the posters because I would ruin them. Not a creative bone in my body. And I was listening to a different podcast. Um, it's the typology podcast and they deep dive all the different Enneagram types and interview and all the stuff. And they did a panel of fours and we were talking about this. And I just, I will never forget just dying laughing because it was like person one was an artist. Person two was a musician. Person three was, um, a builder of, or architect. And then the fourth person on the panel, it was a female and she was a female entrepreneur. And she sat down and she was like, yeah, I don't have a creative bone in my body. But then I flipped the narrative and it was, you know what? What if my creativity looks different? What if my creativity shows up in the workplace and it shows up in businesses and it shows up in how I problem solve? And it was just this really profound moment for me of like, oh, wait a second, I am creative um, because I I'm a problem solver. Um, I look at business and I look at people and I look at problems and I can find the missing piece and it's a gift. Um, and it's something that, you know, I have a different gift. You have a different gift. We all have different gifts and it, the creativity piece of it doesn't have to be art. It doesn't have to be painting or drawing or music or any of those things. It certainly can be, but it can be how we show up and we put an outfit together. And we think about, okay, well, does this look good with that? Does like my hair, my, this, like it, it just, it can show up in a different way, can show up in how you do your makeup differently one day, can show up in how you sit down in a boardroom and own your space and say, hey, here's our company's issues. Here's XYZ solutions. I brought value to the table. And so we think the creativity is just as important as being intentional because it really is how you differentiate yourself. It's how you show up in a room. It's how you problem solve. And it's how you really live your life day to day. And that's what we want this space to be like actual tangible ways to live your life in a way that is impactful and meaningful to you and to the people around it. So hopefully that was not too long winded. No, I, I have goosebumps. Um, in fact, I, I was having a, today we're recording this on giving Tuesday and it's a, like the most stressful day of the year for me. And I was having, um, I am a four, I am very emotional and I was having an emotional moment before this recording and was going to my sort of overwhelmed state of mind of like, Oh, I, you know, why did I schedule this today? I should have had, uh, you know, the foresight to know that I was going to be all over the place. And then I, I remembered, well, hold on, I am recording with Danielle, whom I love, about things I love to talk about that will ground me and will remind me of why I do the things I do and why they're important and why I live my life the way that I do. Your point about it looking different for everyone and to everyone is was such an important point to make. We do have a lot in common. And I think because of that, it's going to be an important point to make consistently that <laughs> even if your lives look nothing like ours and you have very little in common with us, we believe that these two things, living a life of intention and living a creative life, that they are relevant 
to everyone and for everyone, they just look different. Uh, and I, I'm excited for all of the conversations and the deep dives and the disagreements that we're going to have, <laughs> uh, I, I, because there will be those, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, before we sign off, we kind of wanted to engage in um, what is hopefully a fun exercise that we will repeat each episode, and that is to ask each other um, one unexpected question, because out of necessity, we do have these episodes sort of outlined, and we prepare a little bit uh, just so that we don't totally go off script and bore you to death, <laughs> but we wanted some spontaneity, um, sort of in more intense authenticity uh, roped into it. So I have my question. I believe you have a question. Who do you want to go first? Um, I'll go first. Okay. okay. What is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Oh, man. Okay. See, this is the problem with unexpected questions. <laughs> We, have, we need a moment. Um, what is the best piece of advice that I've ever been given? Or one of, like, what comes to yeah, mind? What comes to mind? Um, okay. Dana, if you're listening to this, I'm going to butcher what you told me, but the heart of it remains. I, despite actually being a rather confident person in my own skills and abilities, I suffer, maybe too strong a word, but I do suffer from imposter syndrome a lot, like a lot. Um, it's the thing that I have had to work through um, the most as an entrepreneur is feeling as if I know exactly what, as if I bring, to, to I have a hard time knowing that I bring value to the table. Um, and, and I know that I do, um, on good days, but as soon as you throw something at me, like giving Tuesday fundraisers, I start, I start to doubt that I add value. Um, and Dana uses those words, my, my coach, my mentor, actually, the one note I made is that we need to record a podcast on mentors and mentors. Yeah. My mentor, Dana, um, reminds me of that all the time that, okay, I don't know everything in my field. I am not the best at what I do, but do I always add value? Yes. I always add value. I do. I, and, and we all do because we all are unique and have a personal unique experience that when shared adds value. So whether it's personal or whether it's professional, I add value. We all add value, no matter what it is, no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing. And, and on days like today, um, it's harder to remember that, but I hear Dana's voice in my head and, and I just remember that I'm not perfect. I'm not the best. I never will be. And that's okay. That's actually impossible and doesn't matter. What matters is that I add value and that I share that value with myself and others. So I love that. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. If like a little scared. I'm like, I have no idea where these questions are going to go or like come from. Um, I, I have two and I don't know which one to. Sh to I know I wrote down three. So I was just like, let me feel it out. Doing <laughs> big picture stuff. So I'll go with the big picture question. Okay. Um, maybe it's similar, but if you had to set aside the whole intentional creatives piece that we've explored in this episode, how would you summarize your philosophy for life? Oh man. Okay. 
So I think it's going to tie in a little bit um, and just to give a bit of a backstory. So when I graduated college, I mentioned I had no idea what I wanted to do. I took a job um, doing new home sales, which is different than real estate. Um, I killed it. I did great. I got promoted within six months um, and then I got fired abruptly six months later. And I had no idea why. I mean, there was no reason other than that there was managerial changes at the top and they flowed down. Um, I have my speculations, all of those things. It, at the end of the day, you know, I showed up from my two days off and was told you have 10 minutes to get your stuff and leave or we can mail it to you. Oh. And um, I ended up being unemployed for about six more months, which I could have done a lot of different ways. But what I just remember praying was, I know something is coming. I don't know what it is, but let me know it when I see it. Mm -hmm. And um, I think we have it bullet pointed out to talk about in the future. Um, how do you know? Mm. And it sounds really cliche, but the more in tune I become with myself and the more choices I make that align with who I am and where I'm going and what I want out of life, I know. And that has sort of just been my prayer of like, let, I don't know where, I don't know what it looks like, but let me know it when I see it. And then I've also committed to stepping into that. Let me know it when I see it and give me the courage to step into that. And um, it has allowed me, I'm like getting emotional, shocker. Um, but no, it has allowed me to really live this life that on more than one occasion a year, I wake up saying, my life is not real. Like, this isn't real. I'm not sitting on a boat in Croatia. This isn't real. I mean, truly, it's just, it has allowed me the opportunity to live a very, very big and full life. Um, so yeah, I think that would be my kind of mantra for life is, I may not know what it looks like, but let me know it when I see it. So and get the courage to, to live into and it. Have the courage to step into it. I love and that. that part doesn't even feel as important because with the knowledge of like, this is what it is, it's a commitment. Like it's not, well, I'll decide when I get there if I like it or not. It is, if I'm given the discernment to know that this is what has come for me, I'm committed to stepping into it. Um, so that part is important, but it's not as important because this is a whole other thing. But if I if I leave the opportunity for the answer to be no, thank you. Sometimes when we're we're faced with big scary decisions, we opt into that. Um, which again, I'm sure we'll talk about at some point is okay sometimes. But if I'm if I'm being shown that this is my next step, I'm committed. I'm committed to that. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, that we're sort of wrapping up our first episode. We hope that this was enough to give you a feel for what this podcast will be, who we are as people. Um, you know, we've sort of dabbled in a lot, uh, very surface like uh, over the past. I don't even know how long we've been recording. I, I, I was wondering the same thing. I think this is a much longer episode than we anticipated, but that's okay. We meant for it to be something that people who find us later on can revisit, 
if they want to get to know us a little bit better and have some more context, we wanted it to be an episode to get you all excited um, about what's coming. If you have things that you want us to talk about, we really would love to hear that. But ultimately, we're just grateful that you tuned in, that you spent this time with us. We hope that this, even this introductory episode, has left you feeling both challenged and encouraged. Uh, we want to connect with you outside of this podcast format. So please do find us on social media at The Intentional Creatives. Let us know what you've learned. Let us know what challenged you or encouraged you. And then, of course, let us know what other topics you want us to discuss. Until next time, we're so grateful. Bye.